Amen. In times like this, we need the Lord more than ever. And that is what Pastor Jim was sharing with us on Tuesday, that in these times, you know, we need the Spirit of God. You know, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is closer than ever. And as a result, we need the presence of God. We need the presence of God for direction. We need the presence of God for protection. We need the presence of God for the fulfillment of everything he has planned concerning his church, everything he has planned concerning our lives. Amen. So I want to share with us this morning, there is a time for everything. Amen. There is a time. God has set a time for everything under heaven. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 1 to 8. It says, There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to uproot. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to tear down, and a time to build. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain. A time to, to search, and a time to, to give up. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, to tear, and a time to mend. A time to be silent, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. There is time for everything. Everything. You know, it's like our daily activities, you know, are planned according to time, if you, you bear with me, or you agree with me, that our daily activities are planned according to the time. If when we wake up, we want to wake up at a particular time, we want to get to work at a particular time, and we want to get things done at a particular time. Time, we plan time according to the day, we plan time according to the month, we plan the time according to the year, and we plan the time according to our lives. You know, one thing about the time is that God created a time. And he does everything according to the time. Everything according to time. You know, we are not here by accident. You know, our city, we are all sitting here. It was planned according to, by God. It was God's own timing that we should all be here at this time. So that we were, we were born and destined to die at a particular time. And after that, there is judgment. There is time for everything concerning our lives. And when there are challenges in your life, or when we are going to trouble, that is not a time to murmur, that is not a time to complain, but that is a time for war. That is a time to fight against the enemy. That is a time to make sure that you put the enemy at the right place. And after that, you're going to experience peace. For that matter, there is time for everything. God does everything according to his time. You know, one thing about God, like I said, he created a time right from the beginning. And he does not do things haphazardly. He does not do things anyhow. He plans them and he makes sure that 
things fall within what he has planned. Amen. I want us to go through some examples of how, you know, if you look at through, if you look through the Bible or through Scripture, all throughout from Genesis to Revelation, you will see that almost everything, you know, God has time for everything. Every act, every activity is according to His time. The first example I want to give is about the, the children of Israel when they were moving from Egypt to the Promised Land, Canaan. I want to read from, there's the Israelite under the cloud. They're moving under the cloud of the living God. Exodus chapter 13, 20 to 22. After leaving Sukkoth, they come at Etam on the edge of the desert. By the, by the day, the Lord went ahead of them in pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to guide them uh, sorry, fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Amen. Even though God promised them. This is a situation, these people were under what? Oppression in Egypt. And God decided to, to deliver them. And as he moved them from Egypt to the promised land, he never left them alone. He was with them. All the time. Morning, evening, all the time. God was with them. So let's look at another one before I explain. That's Numbers 9, 15 to 23. On the day the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony was set up, the cloud covered it. From every from evening till morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from the, above the tent, the Israelites set out. Whenever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out. And at this command, they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order in, and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would encamp. And then at this command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only for evening till morning. And when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whenever, whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites will remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they will set out. At the Lord's command, they encamp, and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obey the Lord's order and accordance and accordance with command through Moses. Amen. Like I said, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night was guiding them. So that they were obeying, they were under the command. The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire represents the presence of the living God. So that as they were moving, they needed to remain in the presence of the living God. The presence of God was guiding them during the day and during the night. 
the presence of God will ask them to move and ask them to stop. Whenever the, the, the presence of God was over the tabernacle, they would stop. Whenever it lifted up, they would move along. So that they made sure, the Israelites made sure they were not beyond the cloud. They did not go beyond the cloud. Amen. They want to, they, if it's by only one day, they will stay. It is for two days, they will stay. For one year, they will stay. The same way God wants us to move with Him. As we are moving, sometimes He will ask us to stop. And it is important for us to stop because we want to remain in His will so that everything He has planned will come to pass. Sometimes the waiting is just for a day. Sometimes it's for a month. Sometimes it's for a year. Two years, three years, ten years. But we still need to wait until he asks us to move again. And that was exactly what the Israelites were doing. They were moving according to the timing of the living God. Amen. So the timing of God is very important in our life. Another example is Jesus asked the disciples to wait for Pentecost. Pentecost was very important. Now, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was very important, or it's very important for them. And for that matter, he asked and he said, John the Baptist, he baptized with, with water, but he baptized what? With the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, 4-5. On one occasion, while, while he was eating with them, he gave them his command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. At the perfect time, at the right time, they will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So they needed to wait in Jerusalem. God said they should wait. God did not tell them when the Holy Spirit was going to descend. Or when they were going to experience the Holy Spirit. He only asked them to wait. Say in a few days. So they waited. Because the Holy Spirit was important for them. It was necessary for them to act effectively. The Holy Spirit is important to make that uh, effective. It is to give the enablement in everything they need to do as believers or as Christians. They needed it. Amen. So we need to wait at the command of the living God. What happens when we are out of the timing? I've just given us examples of how God was leading his people to move, to stop, to wait. What happens when we decide to, well, I want to go my own way? What happens? Let's look at some examples over here. First uh, Samuel chapter 13, 5 to 14. This is when King Saul disobeyed the rule of God or the word of God. The Philistines assembled to fight Israel with 3,000 chariots, 6,000 chariots, and soldiers as numerous as the sun on the seashore. They went up and encamped at a Michmash, east of Beth-Evan. When the, the men of Israel saw that their situation was critical and that their army was hard-pressed, they hid in caves and thickets among the, rock, among the rocks and in pits and cisterns. 
Some, some Hebrews even crossed the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilad. Saul remained at Gilgal, and all the troops with him were quaking with fear. He waited seven days, the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and Saul's men began to scatter. He said, bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offering. And Saul offered up the burnt offering just as he finished making the offering. Saul arrived, and Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? asked Samuel. Saul replied, when I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at a set time and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash, I thought now the Philistines would come down against me at Gilgal. And I have not sought the Lord's favor, and I have not sought the Lord's favor, so I felt compelled to offer the burnt sacrifice. You acted foolishly, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Amen. It wasn't the responsibility or it was not the duty of King Saul to offer sacrifice unto the Lord. It was the duty of the priest at that time. Samuel promised King Saul that he was going to come. But he waited seven days. He did not come. So, and the people were afraid. His soldiers were afraid. And they thought the Philistines were coming to conquer them or to destroy them. So he decided to go outside the will of God. And that really cost, cost him a lot. It cost him his kingdom. So the same thing applies to us. What has God promised us? What has he said concerning our lives? Saul only needed to wait just a little while. A little while. Sometimes the promises of God, you know, things don't happen as, you know, God has said that, yeah, he's going to do this in your life, but well, after some time, nothing seems to be happening. It does not mean that God has left us alone. As we saw in the book of uh, the, 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 uh, the throne of uh, Exodus, we saw that God was with them. Even as he was leading us to the promised land, he was with them all the time. God has promised us he is going to be with us all the time. So there is no need for us to be impatient. Sometimes when there is a delay, it's for a purpose. So we need to wait for the right time. So because Saul, King Saul disobey the rule, it really cost, costed him his, his what? The kingdom. He lost the kingdom. Let's learn to be in the will and the timing, the perfect timing of the living God. When the law promises, let's wait for that time. David was a wrong, he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. This is another example, 2 Samuel 11, 1 to 5. David was at a place that he didn't know to have been, and he fell into temptation. The timing. The perfect timing of the living God. In the spring, at the time when King 
kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israel army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, isn't this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, and the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Then David sent messenger to her. She came to him, and he, and he slept with her. She had purified herself from her uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent words to David, saying, I am pregnant. David was not supposed to be there at Jerusalem. While his people were fighting, he should have been with them. But he remained home. He stayed home. And that led him to another temptation. And, you know, after he, the, the, the lady, the Bathsheba got pregnant, that was not the end of the story. He even ended up killing the husband of Bathsheba just to cover up. So it is important for us to, uh, to be at the right place at the right time. So that when believers are gathering, when believers are trusting God, they, they are gathering, they've come to church, they have gone to places to pray and trust God, and you know for sure you are supposed to be there. But for some reason, you have decided to, uh, to be on your own at home. You have decided to stay home and watch television. You have decided to stay home and then surf on the internet. You might find yourself at the wrong place at the wrong time. And that will lead you to temptation. And that is what we just want to share this morning about the timing of the living God. It is important for us to remain in the timing of the living God. Because going to the wrong place at the wrong time is going to lead us into trouble, many troubles. And it's so important. Like I said, the presence of God was with the Israelites, as they were moving from Egypt to the promised land. The presence of God never left them. He was with them throughout. So we want to say that there is assurance of God's presence whenever we go according to his timing. When we remain in his will and we remain in his perfect timing, there is that assurance of his presence. And whenever we are in the presence of God, you can be assured of safety. You can be assured of every good thing you can think about. The presence of God. Acting within the timing of the law brings about guidance and protection. Exodus chapter 14, 19 to 20. Then the angels of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from, from in front and stood behind them, coming between the, the army of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the, the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. Amen. This is what is happening. They remain within the time, the perfect timing of the living God. As they were moving, what happened? The Egyptians said, well, why? Are we crazy? 
Why have we allowed the Israel to leave us? These people, they were our servants. They were serving us. They were doing everything for us. How can we have allowed them to leave us? Let's pursue them. And as they were going, what happened? God intervened because they were in the perfect timing. They were in the will of God. So God intervened. The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire came between the Israelites and the Egyptians. And they were not able to get to them as planned. So God, as we live in his perfect timing, he protects us from everything the enemy has planned against us. As we remain, we will keep remaining victorious. When we are in the perfect timing, we will remain victorious. We will remain conquerors. And nothing shall by any means harm us. Because he's always there with us. Because you always fight for us. Amen. So, God was with them. He saw them through. He protected them against the enemies. Amen. Acting within the timing of the law ensured the manifestation of his promises. Like I said, the Lord Jesus Christ promised the Israel, uh, the disciples about the the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, or our Pentecost. Now let's look at the promise. Acts 2, 1 to 5. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in, the, in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. He promised them to remain, to wait. He asked them to tarry until they received the manifestation of the Holy Spirit because that was necessary. That was important for them to operate. Waiting, when God promises us, we need to Wait. And waiting does not mean we should, not, we should just be idle. Waiting does not mean we should not be doing nothing. No, it means we should be praying and trusting him for what he has promised us, what he is planning concerning our life. Lord, I'm looking up to you. This is what you have said concerning my life. So I'm trusting you. I believe in your word. Therefore, I'm looking up to you. And they were doing, they were there with one purpose, with one accord, trusting the presence of the Holy Spirit. Why was the presence of the Holy Spirit necessary? Because that was to empower them. That was to give them enablement. You know, if you remember, Peter, when they arrested the Lord Jesus Christ, he denied the law. All because he was not bold enough. He was afraid. So they needed the Holy Spirit to be bold. They needed the Holy Spirit to be effective in the things of God. Peter, who was running away, who was never to be identified with the Lord Jesus Christ, on the day of Pentecost, he was able to preach boldly. And a lot of people got saved. So that we need that strength. We need that enablement. Amen. Are you the type who is afraid of doing things or, 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 even, uh, or doing all kinds of things? God will give you the enablement as we depend upon the Holy Spirit. 
I was sharing with, with, the, with, the, with the first service that, you know, when I was in college or when I was growing up, you know, it was difficult to stand before people. If you ask me to speak before people, then I'll just be trembling. There's nothing I can do. You are bringing trouble if you want me to speak before people. So at a point in time, in college, uh, the church, they asked me to what? To facilitate one of the services. I could not refuse. I just said yes, even though I knew that I was afraid. But I had to depend upon the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit gives the enablement. So I went before this congregation. I said, well, God, I cannot do this in my own strength. I depend upon you. I can do it. And to the glory of God, he did it. He saw me through. That is why we need the presence of the Spirit to take us through everything. The same thing applies to the first time I was to preach before a congregation. I was asked to preach. <laughs> I knew there was trouble. But I said, well, Lord, I'll do it. <laughs> I have to depend upon the Holy Spirit. With the presence of the Holy Spirit, we can do everything that God has asked us to do. Since he said we should do it, he has asked us to do it, his presence is going to be there to see us through. Amen. So they were bold enough and were able to preach and a lot of souls were saved. Amen. Acting within the timing of the law ensure divine opportunities. Acts chapter 8, 26 to 38. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian Enoch, an important official in charge of all the treasure of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit, of, the spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard a man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he, he said, unless someone explained it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The Enoch was reading this passage, the scripture. He, le- he was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a, slam before, as, a, as a lamb before the shearer in silence. So he did not open his mouth. In, his humili- in humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Amen. That was the opportune time for him to share the gospel. Because God knew that this Ethiopia eunuch needed to what? To hear the gospel. You know, Sometimes it's not easy to share the gospel. You want to, you want to preach to somebody, you want to lead, lead somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ, you, 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 are, you, you are not sure whether the, the person will receive the message or whether he will reject you or whether he will accept the message. So you are, you know, you are, you are afraid. 
to share the gospel. But here's a case because he obeyed as the Lord led him. At that very moment, the Ethiopian eunuch was moving. He said, go to a place toward the desert. You know, toward the desert, that desert road. What am I going to see over there? Sometimes you may decide to argue with the Holy Spirit as the Lord is speaking to you. What am I going to do? There is nobody there. What am I going to do over there? But he obeyed, and at the right time, the perfect timing, he went there. And there was somebody who needed to hear the word of God. So God presented the opportunity. You know, sometimes we don't need to think, we don't need to plan about what we need to do when God sends us. You know, he is able to strategize for us. So let's go and allow God to do the strategies. Amen. He'll do it for us. So how do we determine our spiritual timing? Like I said, our activities, our daily activities, you know, are full of things, you know, planned according to time. Well, we need a watch or a clock. We need to be watching all this before as we are planning, as we are going about our activities. So do we need a watch or a clock for our spiritual timing? No. What we need at this time is the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help us to determine the perfect time. The presence of God or the Holy Spirit in our lives will give us the what? That knowing. You know deep down within you that this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. You know, the Spirit of God is always speaking to us. All the time He's speaking to us. So that we don't need any watch. When the time comes, He just speak to us. This is what we need to do. This is where you need to be at this time. And when we remain in that presence, we will never be out of the timing or out of the perfect will of God. Amen. We need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Shall we look at the book of First Corinthians chapter 2, 9 to 12? You know, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things even the deep things of God, for whom among men knows the thought of a man except the man's spirit within him. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. Amen. In order to know everything concerning God, we need to depend upon the Holy Spirit. He says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has conceived what God has planned concerning your life. As we move or walk according to the timing, He will reveal everything concerning our lives. As we move according to the perfect timing, he will guide us. He will lead us. He will reveal the things at the right time that we need to know. And how to act at the right time. Amen. 
He will see us through. So here the Holy Spirit is our referee. Or he is our umpire. Is that a correct pronunciation? Umpire, yeah. Yeah, he's an umpire. You know, in this game, the referee or the umpire, they are in charge of the game. When the game is to start and when the game is to end, they want to make sure that what, the rules and the regulations within the, what, the game are what, adhered to. Or everyone moves according to the rules. That is what the umpire or the referee does. The Holy Spirit does the same thing. As we are moving or remain in the perfect will of God, the Holy Spirit tells us what to do at the right time. He tells us when to speak. He tells us when to keep quiet. The word of God says what? We should be quick to hear, slow to speak, and then slow to anger. And we depend upon the Holy Spirit to do that. Without the Holy Spirit or without the Lord, there's no way we can obey the Scriptures. He leads us. He guides us. Amen. And one thing about God, His perfect time, His time is the best. And He makes things beautiful at the right time. At the perfect time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3.11. He says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the heart of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Amen. What challenges are you going through? What trouble are you going through? Where the situation you are in now is just for a moment. It's just for a while. In his own time, he's going to make things beautiful In his own time, everything will be over. In his own time, what you have been trusting the Lord for will come to pass. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, what we are going through, can I please invite the worship team? Amen. You know, what we are going through is just for a moment. We do not really see the true picture or the perfect picture of what God is doing in our lives. But God has planned your life. He has planned everything concerning us. And he knows from beginning to end. So all that we need to do is to wait. 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 And at the right time, he's going to make everything beautiful. Amen.